Cool, cool, cool. Let's Good morning, fellas. Hi. How are Hi. we? I'm great. Reunited yeah. after uh, really some good. cross-country tours, huh? Yeah. Ooh. yeah, we were doing we were doing a lot, weren't we? That was Have a good opening. Busy. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. Like there's a there's a what was there two three thousand people there or something like that? I think it was like a perfect size crowd. Like it yeah. seemed like it seemed like it it kind of just stayed steady for a few hours, but it wasn't overwhelming. Yeah. It wasn't like you know, you kind of got to relax and talk to everybody that wanted to wanted to talk. I had a lot of good information. I mean, a lot of, a lot of fans of this show, a ton. A ton. <laughs> yeah. That was the most comments I've dude. got, and that's the first time I've ever gotten those in six years. I know, like everybody's like, dude, the bear hunt. I want to hear all about it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you just wait. You just wait like everybody just else. Wait. Now, you gotta okay. wait just more. Wait. Okay. now you got to wait more. Yes, because Matt bailed on us this morning. He went to go record video with Demolition Every, Matt. Yeah, everything else is more important than our oh, show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least one Matt is doing content. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Ooh, spicy. <laughs> he was. He was... He was he was mad at me yesterday. <laughs> when, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun. It but was funny. I don't care. I was just, I'm like, okay, great. If you want to be the one to cancel our appointment, then you have to be the one that reschedules it because this was something that was agreed for all of us that we were going to do. Hey, you know what, Jared? That's a great rule. That's uh, a <laughs> it's a great rule. Yeah, uh, it just uh, we said we said we were going to put the accountability back on ourselves. So it's just like, look. I don't. I don't want to chase. It makes sense. It sucks. It sucks yeah. chasing everybody. Well, yeah, it, it's wrangling. It's constantly wrangling, which is great. I mean, hey, at the end of the day, that's that is business. It's but, just uh, a constant. It's a constant flow of saying the same thing over and over again, <laughs> re, redirecting like Hurting mission statements. Cats. That's what I like to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's like, on Saturday, the last thing that I did before I left you guys. I, I pointed right at you. We are doing our Bear Hunt episode Tuesday, right? You're like, yes, Matt, Bear Hunt Tuesday. Ah, yes. Good to go. Okay. All right. 24 hours later. Yeah. <laughs> I even flew back. I was I was in Ohio yesterday. Did you do it? Yeah, we did. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. Tell, tell, okay. Unpack exactly what you did. Uh, yeah. Unpack exactly what you did. So uh, right after uh, the opening in Clarksville, I flew out to Columbus, Ohio. Rewind to the six months ago when we get this email. Okay, okay. <laughs> so we back up a little bit. So this 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 cat submits a resume. His name is Eric Miller, and he's a former army medic. And all of a sudden, it's for a staff writer position for Coffee or Die. And all of a sudden, this resume starts making its rounds. Dude, it got posted in Slack throughout to the all of entire us. company. Marty was like, "This guy doesn't have." Skills we need, but I really like this resume. Yeah. <laughs> it was just creative, right? So, like, we can take, like, us meth cats, as long as you're creative, like, we can take you and mold you into whatever we need you to be, right? And so there was this thread on Slack, and it was just like, hire him, hire him now, hire him now. So I get on the horn with Marty, and Marty's like, dude, let's surprise this dude with a job offer, show up at his house, and see what happens. So <laughs> Dude lives in Parkersburg, West Virginia. And it's one of those places like small town America. They've been hit pretty damn hard whoa, whoa. by 
COVID. Set the stage a little bit better. This resume was just like, it was awesome. It was like, can you just, just read, read the resume? Do you have it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Read, read the resume. Read some quotes from yeah. it because okay. it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Okay. So coached, coached fellow veterans on methods alternative to violence when dealing with naive entitled college kids that really needed their spine ripped out like in the Predator movies. <laughs> well, just the first one. I don't really care for the sequel. <laughs> this is his resume. Yeah. <laughs> Awards and accomplishments. Didn't get shot. Uh, work history. After watching the three and a half PowerPoint presentations that compromised the entirety of the 68W combat medic training program, provided expert medical care to critically critically injured and ill service members provided care to all drunk specialists and E6s too fat to run every morning at sick call. <laughs> Watched infantry hurt themselves in miraculously stupid ways and refused to treat them. Otherwise, they'd never learn. <laughs> and last but not least, my personal favorite, complete mastery of rectal thermometry. thermometry. Dude, this yeah. is, of course. <laughs> all right, so you show up on his doorstep. We show up at his door and like I've never seen just a blank ghost face before. He's like, uh, what? It's you and Marty. It's me and Marty. <laughs> and so we we set up. So we we knew that he was gonna be available for this because he was doing just one more follow-on interview. And he thought he was gonna do his final interview with Marty. So we got him at his house. And I just call him on the Google Meet. I'm like, hey, how about we just do this interview in person? And I like turn. So he's like, what? Are you fucking with me? Like, what's going on right now? I'm like, just come outside. Let's just do the interview in person. So he comes out and he's just, he's just blank face. Like, why are you here? Like, am I in trouble? What exactly is going on? And I just hand him a folder. I'm like, here's your job offer. You want it? And he's like, yes. Yes, I want it. And then we took him out for lunch. We had a couple celebratory beers and we got, got to know a little bit about his backstory. and. um Coming from like, there's not a lot of opportunity in Parkersburg, West Virginia, man. Like it, it's one of those places, those small town places where you feel like, you know, you're just going to do the same thing over and over again until you die. And um, come to find out like after having some decent conversations with him, he's, he's had quite a bit of health issues after getting out post-military and stuff. So man, it, it felt extremely awesome to be able to get a new person on board and he, he's so stoked to get going. And he, do, he, do we get a video of this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. So we're doing a calf life. The calf life is going to be our visit to Manchester. We went and saw everybody in the roasting facility on Friday, the opening Saturday, and then the job after yesterday on Monday. Pretty cool. Dude, that's, that uh, is the that's coolest legit. thing ever. Like, yeah, we need to do more of this. I know. <laughs> I know. Because it's, it's like, okay, so you could show up. What, what was the old, what was the old uh, like publisher clearinghouse? Yeah, or whatever, yeah like, oh, with the balloons yeah, and yeah. the big check. Yeah. It's like, it's way better than it's like, hey, here's an opportunity to uh, what if put we food show on your table up with for the rest of your life. Chef that has a negative number because that's, that's, they have to work for the salary. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big check. It just says zero dollars. Yeah. <laughs> but on the subject line, it's opportunity. Congratulations. Yeah. You're going to work for us. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. So, Parkersburg, West Virginia, that's what it's called. Yep. Yep. That's his hometown. There's- that's that's crazy, man. When you go to West Virginia, I've only been out there a few different times. It's it's it feels like you're you're almost going back in time. It does. Uh, it still feels the like the only time I've ever been like 
scared in the United States was at a gas station in West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I have based a great off story. Of remo- like, hey, like, I got to hear it. You remember like Deliverance, right? Yeah. Yeah. And basically the way that the towns look in that movie, it's exactly the same. I'm like, dude, how many Deliverance jokes did you get in uh in the military, yeah. stuff. oh my god, man! It was just like every day, it never every ended. Day. It never <laughs> ended. Take them panties off, boy. <laughs> Scream, Scream. Yeah. I used to always tell people that was my favorite romance scene. <laughs> uh, What's like, your West Virginia story? I have several, but uh, one, the new and the Golly Rivers that run through West Virginia are absolutely beautiful, and they're they're incredible to to run in both kayak and raft. They're a ton of fun. Place is truly incredible as far as East Coast, mountain, uh, rivers. It's kind of got a little bit of everything for the outdoor, the outdoor enthusiast, if you will. I mean, obviously, that was the first river I floated. Was it really? Yeah. 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 That was like my high school graduation present for my dad. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. really cool. It's, and it's, it's a, it's a great, uh, they've got climbing out there. They've got rafting. They've got kayaking. Like it's badass. Uh, it's just kind of a hump to get out there. It takes a minute to get out there, obviously, from anywhere on the East Coast. Yeah. I went out there for a training and selection uh, program a few years ago. And we were in, I'll just not disclose the town because obviously, who, who knows if they're still doing anything out there. But we went to a strip club one night. And let me tell you, that, that oh, yeah. is some... That is some good people watching, my friend. I mean, have you it ever is seen the impressive. Wonderful West Virginia? Yes, that is have a fantastic documentary. Oh, yeah. so good. Like, there's so, actually, that song that they play is actually really good. So we're there, and uh, I mean, this was the talent was incredible. Uh, it, it there's no way, shape, or form, most of this should have been taking clothes off for for money <laughs> whatsoever. And <laughs> my buddy next to me. He's got these two strippers next to him and they're like kissing, right? Going back and forth. And they're like laughing and they're like, oh, we're sisters. And I was like, yeah, okay, what? You're not really, right? No, we're full blood sisters. And I was like, I, okay, I've had enough of this place. This West Virginia, you got the best of me. I got to get out of here. Wow. I got to go. Oh my God. You know what that reminds me? Uh, Evan, I, you have to check this out. You have Hulu, right? Yeah. Okay. One evening, just watch the first episode of Mr. Pickles. And I think it's something that's going to be right up your alley. Mr. Pickles? You've never heard of it? No, I have never heard of it. Oh my God. Uh, It's about a dog. Uh, Mr. Pickles? Yeah. Mr. Pickles. Okay. It's, it's, dude, Evan's going to die. Like, like you will watch that first episode and be like, what the fuck? It's about a dog that is Satan. So, <laughs> so like the first episode, the dog, like the grandpa, there's a kid that has Mr. Pickles and the grandpa keeps telling the mom that he stayed up late the night before and Mr. Pickles was huffing gas in his room. And then he, he went to a strip club and he kidnapped the stripper and scalped her and cut her legs off and put him on his back legs and then went back to the strip club to dance. And the dog actually did this. <laughs> this is like that the day in the life of a canine video idea that we yeah, had yeah. on crack. And he's, 
his 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 portal to hell is under his doghouse where he has like all these slaves and like gimps and stuff like that. Like, you gotta watch this. It's just fucking batshit insane. Because <laughs> you're like, wait, what? The dog cuts the stripper's legs off and puts the legs on his legs <laughs> and then walks in to the strip club wearing the stripper's scalp. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Pickles. What did I watch? <laughs> oh, you know what I you know what I watched the other the other day? Because obviously I think all of us are fans of Rick and Morty, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And they have solar opposites. Have you seen solar opposites? I started watching it. I didn't get too deep into uh-uh, it. I haven't started that it's one. It's from okay. the creators of it, right? Dude, so funny. It is because it, it's it, it, Rick and Morty's amazing. This is amazing too. You, it takes you a few episodes to warm up and into it to figure out like what's going on. Uh, and then it has depth. So it has multiple storylines that are moving across in tandem. So they almost have two cartoons within the cartoon because the alien boy is shrinking people and putting them into a... a um, an, like a terrarium? Yeah, a terrarium inside the wall. And so he's got hundreds of people that are living inside the wall in a terrarium. <laughs> and they have, then they have a community of people. And then that becomes a storyline and, and almost a spinoff cartoon. It, my, wife, my wife hates this shit. So she's of course. Like, <laughs> I, I have to, she was gone for the weekend. So when the kids, I, the kids would go to bed, it'd be like, okay, it's time to fire up like something for me. You know, a little something yeah. for me. I gotta, I gotta fire up something like, Really, really funny and just completely disconnected from reality because it's, you know, being plugged into the business matrix 24-7. It's just like, wears a hole in your brain. Oh, yeah. Is that what you're doing now? Like, what are you doing at the end of the day to like shut it off? To like kind of power down the brain? You read it? I just, I don't, no, I don't, uh, I don't answer my, I don't answer my phone. Uh, Typically after eight o'clock, uh, well, typically even before that. So I have dinner with the kids. Don't answer my phone. Don't check my email. So I don't even log. I try not to even log on to an electronic device because um, I, I think you got to create very clear and distinct walls between you and your electronic device, or your electronic yeah. device typically will take over your life. So I'm trying not to. I used to get up at like 4.30 and 5 and then get straight onto like Slack or uh, you start answering emails. Uh, now I'm not doing that. So I'm at least getting up at 5. I'm not getting up at 4.30 anymore, 5, 5.30. And then uh, I'll just drink coffee and I'll literally just like watch the sun come up if it's not already up and yeah. just kind of it's address good. the day. It, it's supposedly good though if you wait for your coffee by about an hour or hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, that was one thing they said in our, in our transition thing. Number one, a whole page of strict changing your behavior with all electronics. And then mm-hmm. really was, yes, the first thing that you should always do is go and get sun first yeah. without yeah. anything. Um, and then after you got the sun, then, then you start. Yep. Aubrey, Aubrey talked about that on our podcast. Yeah. That, that was one thing that, uh, well, that was one thing I took away from him several years ago when we had the podcast was I drink, uh, it, you know, typically it's like almost a half a gallon of water in the morning. So it takes me a minute to get through that. 
So while the pot and everything else is heating up, but uh, I think I, I think I'll probably start working out because what I used to do is like work out first, then go get coffee after, and by that time, you know it's like eight thirty nine a, nine a.m. By the time that you actually hit your first cup of coffee, it it's it's a it's definitely a better timing thing. Um, so for me, that's what I've been doing is I've, I've just been staying off my electronic devices, which is, it's not easy. Uh, but it's not as if I have an addiction. We have a company. It's different, right? It's, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not just like logging into Twitter Surfing. to read comments or surf. Like I, 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 I'm still working my way through the emails from our, our Alaska trip. So I've got multiple buckets of priorities and how yeah. to do that. But nothing's that time sensitive. Like that's the other thing that I've, I'm trying to give myself a little bit of leeway in the context of I have enough time to respond, and people can wait if they if so what if it's another week? Like I can respond to people and say, "Hey, listen, I'm busy. It's going to take me another week." Um, that was a critical realization I've had in the last like month. Uh, number one, like the last like sixty days with how busy we've been in, in the partnerships division with the bringing new people on and stuff like that and everything and having people run a bunch of different projects. I started to experience your life a little bit. And that's when I came to that realization that, Hey, something might be in my head that I think is the most important thing ever right now that I wanted to tell you and give you. But when people were doing that to me and it was eight thirty, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, and I'm trying to break away from things, it right. pissed me off. So that's why I've kind of wiped out my, my filter now with you of, do we need to? Nah, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> you're just, you're- is, is it important? No, you're looking at this. I'm looking at this. Yeah. Right. Like, and if I can handle this, because I, when I don't need you, then I need to do that. Right. That way you can continue to do this. Well, and there's so much to do. This is so, business is so applicable to the military in so many different ways. Like priorities of work, uh, patrol, patrol-based activities, right? Patrol-based activities is- Triage of time. Yeah. It, I've, I've, I talked about this with Tim Glover on our last episode, which was time triage in understanding what's white noise and what isn't white noise, what actually deserves attention and what doesn't. And I think that the thing that I did really, really early, and you have to constantly remind yourself on how to do this because I get, I get carried away with distractionary bullshit as well. But the thing that we did really, really early in this business for me specifically was I would and I think I was telling you about this, Logan, a couple of years ago, I would write down and catalog everything that I did throughout the day. So this is how much time I spent here. This is how much time I spent here. This is this project. This is this project. And I would create a, basically a work time uh, catalog or diary, for lack of a better term. Then I would kind of take a look at that every week, uh, maybe every other week, depending. And I would say, well, this was a fucking waste of time. This was a waste of time. This was a waste of time. And I saw it real time because you would see meetings that never came to fruition. Like yeah. people just waste your time. So people want to take meetings with you just to have meetings and they yeah. would, you know, strategize or whatever. And it's like, what the fuck is strategy? Fuck off. Like, leave me alone with your bullshit. We have no, to We already execute. have enough on the to-do list. We don't need to be looking forward. And, that, and that's one of those radical 
things that have come to, to light to me in the last 30 days or so of like, no, we just don't have, saying no. We don't have, we don't need to be wasting resources of that. I don't need to be wasting time with people I have to chase, you know, to get answers on things. It's like, fuck it. Let's, let's just move on the things that we are. We already have plenty to do. We already have plenty of ideas. We already have plenty of, you know, we've got two years worth of art that we have to market and, and yeah. bring to a customer base. Great. We don't need to sit in a room and plan anymore. Yeah. We, <laughs> and I think that's why do it like you just got back from your trip. We just did that long hunt. Your self-awareness after those things is so heightened mm -hmm. and you like really understand and, and you take like a exterior look from like how you're consuming and playing with this thing. Um, one, one tip trick thing that I started doing was like, I'll just reshuffle all of my apps on yeah. my phone. So like, you know, so because it's not muscle memory. Yeah. Because like you said, like, oh, I'm like, I was like, boop, boop. Like it becomes <laughs> muscle memory intuitive to just like become time wasting. By the and way, so if you shuffle all that stuff, yeah. it's not. Innately, that's happen. actually yeah. I just I just spent uh, a lot of time reorganizing my phone and everything to be more getting rid of all the useless shit. Like I don't need this. I don't need this. I don't need this. Yeah, I don't. Let's I don't have any. So my opening page. So the first page on the phone, I have no apps on it. It's just a blank uh, picture of me like and my yeah, me and my is, me and my bear a, chair. Uh, it's just me and my bear chair. You know, my happy spot. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. And uh, that way. If I, when I open it or when it, or, you know, inadvertently when I open it, there's nothing there. And I'm like, okay, never mind. So I'm, I'm trying to be very conscious of the electronic interference in my life. I think that that's something that everybody, I see it. I see it all the time now. If you watch, if you just oh, yeah. watch people, oh, yeah. holy can't, shit. It's, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a tick now. It's a, it's a tick. Like watch, watch as soon as people sit down, it's. Well, I used to watch you, so I don't take this in Jared in a bad way. But anytime there was a lull in the conversation, anytime there was a lull, like when Jared would would check out of a conversation, he was checked right back into his phone. And so we would be talking in a group and I would watch like Jared would check right bang, right, right into his phone. If there was a lull in the conversation, he was on his phone, like hundred percent. Uh, but all of us do it. So I'm not just pointing the finger at you because it's really easy to be external critical or externally well, critical of people, I but I do it too. Obsession, I had that obsession and almost like, it was almost like a sickness of, I could not have any notifications or messages. And guess what? Three weeks ago, I turned them all off. And now it's like, that has been great because it's yeah. like going through emails once a day where you're done. And then if you get anything else during the day, then it's fairly important because, mm -hmm. you know, so it was just like, that has been great. By the way, I haven't gotten to check out that episode you just did with Tim, but I got a lot of messages to me from that. Dude, I, I like, got a ton of messages the off that. people that listened to it, they were like, <laughs> whoa, just listen to Evan and Tim. But then they wanted to ask me questions upon whatever it was that you guys were talking about. I was like, dude, I probably got 30 or so messages yesterday yeah. from people that already are in my inbox, but they were all about that episode of you and Tim. But I, get, I got a ton of messages and I didn't expect that. I really didn't. I, I I was more, I was interested in interviewing him because Tim is a very interesting guy and he has, uh, you guys know me, I'm, I'm not a sports guy, right? I, I played sports in high school. <laughs> After that, it's like, you know, I, it's, it's kind of a running joke. Like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, 
I, I don't have anything to do with sports other than like, I can respect really good players, really good coaches. I don't follow it because I do find it a colossal waste of time because one, I like data and I like following uh, victory based on individual and collective activities. So I could see myself getting like super uh, deep into it to the point where that would be, you know, I would be into fantasy football and running, trying to run numbers and spreadsheets. And I, I've seen other friends, uh, other people that I know do that. I'm like, oh man, I can't do that. I, I, I'm way too into the weeds on certain things that I, I, when I, when I like something, it gets like, it, it, it's a, it's really, I think it's, it's a positive and negative in my personality. And it drives me a little bit insane because I just got to fucking go over the top with things, which is good for, you know, like, business. It's yeah, good yeah. for business. It's good for, you know, if you want to like learn how to shoot really fast and accurately and you want to get like, good at shit but it's also very bad because it's fucking time consuming and it's and it's not addiction i have the addiction of trying i can't be satisfied with being just a a surface level uh acquaintance with any subject i have to like fucking dive into it just like archery right it's it like archery for the last several several years once we got into it I was into it. And then it's, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 100 arrows a day. It's where can we go to shoot animals? What can we do? Like, you know, then we were fletching arrows and building bows. And it, it's one, it's, it, it's an, it's, it is an incredible activity. It's awesome. I love it. Uh, it, but it, it does, it does take a substantial amount of time to be proficient at those things, which, there's a lot of people, I think, in, in, and maybe this is just my own two cents, which is probably just too caffeinated for everybody at this point. But um, it's to me, it's it's positive and negative. So I understand that that's an addiction that I have. So I can't just I can't just start things because then I know it's yeah, game man. over, but, right? But here's here's <laughs> the thing, and and this is something you know I've been I've I've, I've actually been reading a lot uh, lately. <laughs> you don't say. Yes. Yeah. So you shaved your face, cut your hair, and you started reading books. This yeah. is fucking Evan, weird. you will not like it's so different over here. Like I walked in, Jared's got his other office where he's gonna do his individual zoom, and it's like he's got like a Buddha fountain. water fountain in there. Shut he's got up. all these plants in there. I'm like, who are you? Well, what just did, happened? Did, Jer- did Jericho actually take uh did he did he put something in you? Did he inject some DNA in you? <laughs> no, this is all this is all from Mexico. Dude, it's or, nice. It's awesome. Like I walked in there, I was like, okay, like you you feel a little loose and yeah, a little it's relaxed. Really, it's like, really it's nice. It's almost like, done. You know, we'll we'll be done with that soon. But what I was gonna say, one of the things I've learned recently is uh, you know, your brain works off power measured by Hertz and it's gamma power. Yeah. And your alpha phase of brain power is generally operating between like 15 hertz and 30 hertz. And that's when you're hyper-concentrated. So if you have a hobby that involves you to blast everything out and concentrate, that is the best health that you have for your brain to get that gamma power Mm. time in once a day for you to focus on something that you can drown everything out. And that's the that's the most powerful you'll ever be is when you're in that that alpha phase. Right. Um 
Which, what, it, what it was saying is when you take five MEO, it raises your gamma power 40 hertz. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I don't think a lot of people know that, but like anybody can get into alpha at any time. You just have, you but, have to meditate, focus. So it's alpha, beta, theta, and delta. Delta is when you're in deep sleep. It's between 0.2 and 1.2 hertz. Generally, that's nothing's going on. Your brain is in rest. Uh, theta is your dream state. And that's, that's hanging out, you know, in the, in the eights and the teens. And then your beta is where you generally are, where you're scatterbrained yep. because you're fucking trying to comprehend a bunch. But and then they're, they're saying where that you learn. Like, that yeah. is where you're healthy. Like if you have, if it, it was saying that if you have a hobby that, that involves direct concentration, archery is a perfect example of that though, which, you know, cause you work your brain into yeah. the, into the hey, alpha brain you, waves. Will you grab, uh, Matt, will you grab that little box of pouches that's uh, under the fountain for me? I want to show them this. I started taking this stuff and it fires you up. It's like, Alpha brain, but more concentrated. Oh, okay. So I want to show you guys it because yeah. it you feel you feel it. Yeah, I'm so I'm so glad that we got on this conversation because uh, this was something I learned. I did a study at the psych department at Michigan State University when I was going there, and this yoga teacher approached me after seeing for the 25, and she's like, "Hey, would you be interested in doing this study where once a week you go and do yoga and meditation, and then you go into the psych department and you perform a series of tests, and then we'll do this over the course of the summer." see what the findings are at the end of it. Got into a lot of talking about brainwaves and stuff like that. But what I learned from that, by the end of the nine weeks, I was able to improve my short-term memory by over 50%. And like talking to the doctors in the psych department, and they're figuring this out because I got hooked up to one of those EEG machines where it's got all the electrodes sitting on your brain and everything. And all it was, it was about halfway through, it kind of clicked for me. And it's it's so simple and it's so wonderful. And then I applied all of this stuff to my last semester of school. And it was like the, the easiest period of learning I've ever had in my life. Mm. But just what I would do is I would just take 10 minutes and I would just do deep breathing exercises and it would work my brain into that Saves alpha. It and completely like, changes the day. Your brain is so much more conducive to learning and absorbing what input you're giving it that you become a more optimized, efficient version of yourself. Hmm. I've been taking this, it's cover, it's called cover three. It's, it's just a, it's, it is straight up stuff for your brain to fire it up kind of, you know, similar to alpha. And that's, and that's not a paid ad, everybody. That's just something that Jared's This is what I started taking. My friend, uh, Rosie from high school, uh, sent it out to me to give it a shot. And man, yeah, you throw one of these back in the morning and it, it it gets you gets you into that that focus. Like, well, I I think that's one of those things where the investments, the investments in individual health as we as we continue to get a little, as we continue to evolve as individuals. So we're getting older. You know, every every day, every month, every year that continues to go by, the objective would be hopefully you're you're accumulating more and more knowledge. I think there's there's a there's a there's a significant amount of the population that wants to be I would say intellectually complacent is what I would call it. Yeah. They're they're fine with kind of checking on checking into Hulu or Netflix and just 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 flushing their fucking time yeah, here alco- on this alcohol planet. Alcohol is another big thing, though. You're you're yeah. talking about you you have people that are that pretend to be health conscious, but then will go out and and drink four to five days a week, you're killing, mm. the alcohol is killing your brain function, your brain cells, your, your neuroactivity. Like 
it's killing it, it's hurting it. So it's like, what's the point? Yeah, yeah, you you hope you're learning something every day. Your knowledge is growing through life every week, but you're you're staying on this level playing field because you're fucking destroying your your mind the second you get off work and throw back a bunch of booze. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's the one thing that I would suggest to most people is is you really have to encourage your your own curiosity and you have to fight the complacency. So going back to that patrol-based activities mentality where it's you have priorities of work. You, know, you have to you have shit that needs to get done. And if you don't outline what those things are to get done, you're going to be compromised. And you're you're going to quite possibly risk mission success because if you're not moving towards your objective and defining clearly for your individual mission mission success and then aligning your priorities of work every day, you know, that's one of the great things about the military is like, what's number one priority? I mean, you guys, have, Jared was in the Air Force. I don't expect him to understand this, but um, no, security, right? Yes. So if, if are you're you, in... Are you secure? If, if you're in fear or if you have high anxiety or, you know, and this is a lot of issues with veterans is I think that they have a lot of high anxiety from obviously their previous profession. Right. If there's fear, then it, it doesn't allow you to work on the other things in your life that you deem a priority. So number one is you have to take charge of your personal security and then make yourself feel comfortable in multiple environments. And I think if you, when you start to do that, then you can work on the rest of it. It's like if you're in fear that you know, you're not going to be able to pay your mortgage or you're not going to uh, uh, live for another two years because you're, you've got a high-risk lifestyle or whatever it might be, that's comp- your, your, your security is compromised. So number one is you have to get to a place psychologically where you feel comfortable. I think uh, one of the things I've done in the past to just try to relieve myself from anxiety is like, hey, I, I'm not going to risk life limb or eyesight here. Like, yeah. this is a business. Like, this is a business. You know, hopefully we're not in, in a business where we're going to risk life limb or eyesight. So that that allows me to psychologically take a step back and then say, we're in business, you know? And I, I try to dial that back for people and say, we tell dick jokes and sell coffee. Like, there's nothing here that's too sophisticated that we need to get wound up about. Uh, you know, we create excellent media. Obviously, you know, we love making commercials. We love roasting coffee. Like the premise of this is ultimately good, but it's allowed me to say, okay, number one, I'm not going to risk life limb or eyesight. So number two, what does it really take me to be financially secure? And that was the one thing that I said, I have to be comfortable without. So you have to be comfortable without. Dude, you have that, to be comfortable just sacrificing it and saying, fuck it, dude, it doesn't matter. Who personal cares? responsibility is that first step. Is that mm-hmm. first step of saying, hey, okay, if I'm constantly, and, and, and that's where we, have, we have, have this cloud over us as Americans because we have, we have elevated what our want is over our need. And that, that new iPhone, those new shoes, the, the, the going out four times a week, like you do the math on that. Like if you cut those things out, like, and, and, and for you to start that process, you have to say, okay, if the biggest piece of anxiety and worry in my life is making my rent, then 
Let me backwards plan and see what's taking a lot of my finances. And that's what a lot of people aren't doing. They don't take responsibility for their lifestyle at all. They will not go without rather than going, okay, hey, you know what would set me up a lot better to have an extra $250 a month if, if I put my head down and paid my car off. If I, right. if I went without for the next three months, if I, if I just stayed in rather than going out three times a night because your average cost in the evening is going to be about $60. Yeah. If you've got two drinks and a meal and then three times a night, 180 bucks a week, like that's, that's, in, that's an insurance payment. So I was it's like, you have to start. You have to. I was literally talking to Marty about this yesterday. I was like, I want to do like a financial tips and tricks on Coffee or Die to like lay it out for vets to like, here's how you have starting when they're young though, rather than vets. If we taught this to our young guys. Well, no, yeah, for sure. For sure. But I think that so many guys who come out of the military, they're not making a huge salary. Like they already feel like they're playing catch up on stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't have a Roth for, they don't have a Roth IRA. Like the little shit, like it's just the little stuff that eliminates the fear out of your head that allows you to exist in more of a creative space, which ultimately yeah. makes your life better. I want him to finish. I just wanted to jump in and say personal, the personal yeah. responsibility yeah. thing. And, and a lot of people don't take it. It's not, hey, if you want a better lifestyle, when you lay down in bed at the end of the night and you think about what did I do today to push me in that direction? And if you can't find that answer, then guess whose fault right. it is? Well, I, I think it's also a mentality. I think and I don't know exactly what's, what separates. I think a lot of people, what separates them is, is fear of not fitting in, right? They want to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak. They want to, the, if the they FOMO, realize- FOMO is the fucking biggest yeah, disease yeah. on the planet right now. Absolutely. But if they, if they realize that this is all credit-based, so everybody in America is, is leveraging credit in order to live, you know, we'll call it a higher-end lifestyle. The majority of those people that are living higher-end lifestyles they're leveraging credit in order to do that. And, and ultimately, they're creating uh, indentured servitude to their material possessions. So they're being controlled by their new flat screen TV or their new boat or whatever. And they think of it as freedom, right? This thing is going to provide me happiness. In the day, that's not... For me, at least I define happiness by freedom, uh, which is some of the premise of Free Range American, which right. is how do you maintain freedom? And then how do you explore who you really are? So the individual aspects of things. So if I dial it all the way back, this is not new for me. You know, uh, when I was, when I was contracting for the CIA, I mean, I was, I mean, I think one year I, you know, I'd made like 250, $270,000 a year doing what I was doing. Now, granted, I was gone every day. I was working in the most high-risk areas of the world. I had a fucking high stress, like really, like it was, it was one of the most high stress professions you can have. But then I was living in a 700 square foot house in the mountains of Boulder, Colorado with my Toyota Tacoma. Yeah, so yeah. there was never a time in my career that I wasn't like, I could just pay this shit off and I can ride this thing out for a long period of time because I didn't want to be tied to the profession. Ultimately, I, didn't, I wanted to have freedom and, and I knew that if something happens to me, I'm going to have to make some significant adjustments in my life. And I think that's where when we started Black Rifle and 
you know, I sold everything. When I say everything, I mean I sold everything that I could sell that was actually worth any form of of of, of I should say anything above five hundred bucks. I think was it was not tied down. Like it was gone. Which that purging of your life, it's actually very cathartic when you think about it. It's like I'm just going to dump all this shit. It's it's just like get it all out. Dead weight. It's all dead weight. I don't miss any of that stuff, by the way. Like yeah. I've, I've either, and, and if it was really important, guess what? A couple years later, we, you know, fast forward three or four years later, when we've actually got the business moving, we can get come back and get it again. Yeah. Like if it was really that important, like, fuck it, who cares? I'll go and try to buy it again. But most of that stuff, you know, and I, and it's not like I collected a ton of material possessions, but it was like, the you know high end firearms and stuff like that. I was just like, dude, just get this shit out. Like yeah. literally, the only things I wanted were like, like or kept. It's like my first nineteen eleven that were that was built by um, the this former CAG sergeant major that was that I bought down at Fort Bragg. It's a single stack Caspian nineteen eleven. Like there's there's no way I'm going to sell that. <laughs> it's my first <laughs> yeah. single stack Caspian nineteen eleven. Like there's. Like things would have to be so bad that, you know, that would be like me saying, okay, how do I donate an organ before I fucking do this? And, <laughs> um, and I, you know, I shot my first competitions with it. Like it's very, I, I had a very uh, tight emotional bond with that item. I think it was like a single stack 1911, uh, the 32 caliber muzzleloader that my, that my grandfather and my dad gave me when I was like 12 you know, my 22 Magnum that was my first rifle the lever action that my dad bought me when I was born. Like everything else was fucking gone. It was like, I need a, I need a Glock 17. I need a 1911. I need a couple other things, but everything else is fucking done. Like it's all gone. To include like we sold, I sold our first roaster. So my very first (laughs) roaster that I bought, once we started to scale, I was like, we got to get rid of this. That's like two thousand dollars. We yeah, right. like we we got to we we got to leverage this capital to get something bigger. I really really wish I could find that fucking thing now. But <laughs> yeah, we sold our first roaster. Like you know, these things aren't your children, right? They're just fucking things. They're Dude, like everything. They're just things you're saying right now. It, it comes. I I took a picture of this the other day. This book I just finished called The God Molecule. Here's, here's what it says. Humans suffer from a disease I call everlasting dissatisfaction syndrome. We will never be satisfied with what we possess. It's our human desire to want more, be more in an endless effort to fill a space that will never be filled with material things. Eventually, we will end up like a spider trapped in its own web. That's exactly. spot on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's so true. You, mm-hmm. are, you, are, you are stuck in, in an everlasting dissatisfaction syndrome. And if you mm-hmm. identify that, then you can start to begin to combat it. Yeah. And I think that there's a such a um, distractionary, and I, and I wouldn't say that it's a methodology or I wouldn't say it's, it's a conspiracy or something like that. It's, hey, cell phones are designed to distract you. They're designed to pull your attention in 20 or 30 different ways. And that distraction pulls away from what you need to focus on individually in order to directly uh, prioritize your efforts and work as far as clearly define how you're going to succeed. And 
That's what I would say. It's, it's a distractionary device. It's like a fucking flashbang that you're throwing into a room all the time. Like bang, 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 yeah. bang, 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 bang. It's light. It's, you know, it's bright. It's shiny. You're like, eyes are being pulled to it and it goes off. And it's like doing that every fucking, <laughs> every 10 seconds in your head. Yeah. If people, and I'm not, I'm a, you know, it's, to each their own, right? I'm not trying to tell people that what I'm doing is the greatest thing ever either because I'm not that uh, I'm not that hypocritical to believe that you know i'm I'm fucking so great. I'm just saying this has worked for me. I'm happier than I ever have been in my life by reinvesting my time into the things that truly matter to me like i I, I girls <laughs> yeah man I, I i don't I put my cell phone down face down and I connect in with my kids. It's what I do like it's kid it's it's kid time. Not I'm half in, half out because that's purgatory. Or, you know, I'm half at work or I'm half here with the kids. I'm not saying it happens 100% of the time because there's always something to do. But if you make yourself commit to that and plug in, your experiences are really, really rich. Like yesterday, we, we got a new puppy, right? So oh, yesterday, yeah. I got, got a new puppy. And my cell phone, I had two meetings yesterday, which was counted for about four hours of my time while I was driving. And the rest of the time, like I was connected in with my kids and, you know, playing with a new dog and trying to be present. That's yeah, what Tim no, start. That's what Tim right. talked about too. It's just like, be present, focus yeah, on their yeah. fucking, like the things that are right in front of you. Don't focus on what you need to do two weeks from now or three weeks from now, because you can carve out time in your planning phase in order to align all of those uh, priorities, but if you're constantly being distracted into multiple different brain phases, even what, what is that brain phase that you're talking about? Where uh, it's the distractionary beta. phase? That's beta. Yeah, it's where so it's you're where always you just start there. Operating, yeah, yeah. Versus that, I've done this too. I have to do this. Actually, I have to do this. I have to set aside time just to think only about the business. So there is no cell phone. I'm not on my computer. That's one of the reasons why I have notebooks. Because if I'm on my computer and I'm trying to write on like Word or something like that, I have the option to research something on Google or you know click click here or do this. Because instead, what I'll do is I'll write out what I need, and then if I think about something, I'll have another line or I'll basically draw a line on the piece of paper, and then okay, that's what I'm thinking about. I'll research that a little bit later. This is what I'm thinking about. So if I get distracted. I'm still compartmentalizing the information on a piece of paper and then focusing on one thing for extended periods of time. Uh, and I do that, honestly, almost every day. I have to do that or we would not... We would be in already 300 different directions. We'd yeah, be even no, worse. 100%. It's like written meditation. Like It's that I time spent the, with your I own I never brain. knew the power of meditation until the last fucking three weeks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Well, when you put your brain into that that alpha brainwave, like that's when it's almost like you you turn your brain into like a funnel of receiving information that your own brain can provide. Like once you clear out all that bullshit, that's when like you your operating system is existing the way it's supposed to. It's like it's the efficiency mode and all of that stuff becomes super productive. And then you become fulfilled by being able to do those tasks and it makes you happy and you live without fear because you're able to compartmentalize your time to be able yeah. to do that. Yeah, last night we uh we didn't um we didn't do any TV, so I got a Galaxy machine, which is fucking pretty What's sick. That? What it's is just, that? 
puts the fucking galaxy and stars on the ceiling and it slowly oh, that's moves. Cool. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. So at like 8.30, we were in bed just laying flat watching the <laughs> <laughs> listening to my, my playlist music of Zen. <laughs> um, can can we pause for a second? I need to go use the bathroom. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I gotta, yeah. I got I got I got to keep going on this, and I don't want to be like completely. Yeah, I'm gonna get a spicy to get out. All right, sweet. Yeah, I'll go get a topo. All right, we're back up. Cool, cool. We're, we're back, back up. up. Sorry, just a little. So here, here's one for you. I, I, I check my phone while as we were just talking about uh, electronic devices and distractions, but I did check my phone while I just came back. So Mother Jones requested another article with us. This is fucking funny because they wrote a hit piece on us, uh, I don't know, three or four months ago. It was like just this, these like leftist commie rags that are poor excuses for any form of journalism with no professional integrity whatsoever. Like Mother Jones is basically... They're trash. Yeah, they, they, they're worse than trash. They're like... Dog shit on fire in a trash bag. That's where that's where I would classify these fucking knuckleheads. So they reached out because they're doing another article on us. It's like, oh yeah, you're doing another article on us? I'm sure it's going to be fair. So this anti-police journalist reached out. She's like, yeah, we want you to respond by Friday. So my response... Wow. Was yeah, my fucked. Yeah. Uh, Mother Jones burnt the bridge with us as they decided to write a bullshit article about our company. Tell her that her commie fucking rag and their excuse for journalism or journalism is the equivalent of hot garbage and they can go fuck themselves. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's yeah. a spicy oven. So, as you can see, not only did I get rid of the beard, I got rid of everything. Oh, that looks great. I mean... Clean right up. It's, it's, it's like his best. I mean, that's the best... Like you're, what? you're running, you're running the machine at, at its highest amount of RPMs right now. It's good. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I'm I'm uh, peaking, peaking. Yeah, you're, and, and you're peaking. I got to fly. I got ten and a half hours in a fighter. That's nuts. Ten that is hours nuts. of flight time. Like, holy shit! Damn you! It was so amazing. It was so cool. Like, you know, we uh we did our test flight when I landed in Fort Lauderdale. We went up for about an hour. Uh, did some formation flying. He let me form fly. And that's when he learned after we got back on the ground, he's like, man, so how long have you had your license? I'm like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> he's license. like, what? I just let you formation fly with another jet. I'm like, I practice a lot on DCS. <laughs> <laughs> Talk I mean, a little bit about uh, like what it's like to pull those Gs. That was pretty interesting. Dude, when you okay, were so that. Uh, I went out uh, the day I left you guys. Yeah. I went, I went out, out. Like done, son. Um, but I mean, you're you're every every G you put, you're multiplying your body weight by by your body weight. So it's like that is an eight and a half G airplane safely. Uh it's a Russian L39 Albatross. Uh it's used both for a trainer and an attack aircraft in 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 like Czech Republic and all kinds of other So they named a plane after the Albatross. Yeah. The- Interesting, I mean, interesting uh, choice and interesting know, choice you know. of words. But the thing is, the thing is highly maneuverable. You know, it's, 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 it's like similar to flying almost like an F5 or something like that. I mean, obviously it's got one engine as compared, compared to two, but the thing will still do 480 knots. And it was when we were flying. So we flew the next day, we left Fort Lauderdale and flew to Lakeland, Florida. And we met an American airlines pilot named Tony that owns a MiG 17. And then we went and dog fought 
a mate that's 17. Crazy. That's, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. And by the way, you know, Wiz, my pilot is a top gun graduate with 2000 hours in the Hornet. Like this dude knows his shit. Yeah. And by the way, the battle of the century is coming up because on the 17th of June, me and Wiz meet Biff in Pensacola, Florida, and we are going to fight. Oh, so that's that, right. cool. it's the Albatross versus the F-18. That's awesome. <laughs> God, that is so cool, uh, man. But the G's, so, man, so, it is just, it's insane. It's yeah, just what is so that, cool. like, is it hard to breathe? Like, what adaptations do you have to make to be able to function? So it's not hard to breathe, but you have to keep breathing because your body's first response to it is to hold your breath yeah. because it's pulling huh. everything down. So your blood right. is rushing away from your brain yeah. and that's what causes you to pass out. Um, because yeah, so on the way back when we had left Tennessee, um, he was teaching me how to do proper, perfect loops. Yeah, And uh, so he did one, then I did one. And then we were cruising at 17,500 feet uh, headed home trying to like kind of beat the weather because there was a bunch of weather coming in. So we were just kind of, kind of shooting through. So we, so we didn't have any issues. Well, ATC calls us when we're landing in Tallahassee to get gas. And they're just like, you know, we're, we're a VFR flight. They're like, Roger, you you know, you guys, you guys are cleared down to 2000 feet. So we're at 17.5. And he goes, Hey, you guys need to come to two flips it upside down and full pull. Oh, damn. And then I just wake up. Laughing. Oh, really? oh yeah. wow. You passed out? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh shit. Oh yeah. And it took like it took like 10 seconds to for you to come back to reality of where you are, what just happened. Like I was in this like drunk state for a good 10 seconds where I'm sitting in the seat with my limbs just limp. Like, what where am I? Oh, 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 stick. <laughs> so how how is Wiz able to not pass out? It's but it, is it it's body repetition. Type? It's body it's training. It's knowing, yeah, yeah. I mean, anything that that you keep doing and you know is coming, like like yeah. he just kn- so you can practice yes. to become well, good and at and your body gets accustomed to it. Yeah. So if you're yeah a fighter pilot with two thousand hours, there's two thousand hours of these g forces coming on you that your body just adapts to, yeah. just like it does to anything else. That's why fighter you pilots know. look so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 like it's like uh, you know. If if you go if if you go ski moguls four times in a row back yeah. to back to back, are you going to be sore? Is a is an Olympic skier going to be sore? They're going to be like, no. nah, yeah, I could do that all day. Yeah, right. uh, same thing with that. Is you get better at it. Like if I if you know it, you know what's coming to, and you just got to consciously sure. you you tighten your abs up because you're trying to keep the blood up, and you just breathe. But, so short little yeah deep. yeah keep keep your breath going though. Yeah. But but don't you have O2 on? Are you are you using O2? Uh you can, but that's not going to help you from going out because you're still pulling that blood away from your brain. That's what causes you to go out is you've you everything's going down. Mm. I was just looking at it from like a higher O2 uh saturation rate. Yeah. So because the lack is it the lack of blood or is it the lack of O2 to your brain? It uh, it's lack of blood pass. because the cabin, the, the, the cockpit's pressurized. So yeah. even so when we're not matter. wearing the mat, we don't have to put the mass on until above 18,000 feet. Oh, um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. So you're still, you still are getting adequate oxygen. It's just that pressure, but really it's, it's not that long. Like when you're coming in to the seat of that loop, like right there, 
that is the highest peak of of your G force is when it's right. it's really getting that. So it only lasts a couple seconds. So again, like somebody that's used to it, prepared for it. I mean, I don't know how pilots drink and then go do that a couple, you know, eight hours, ten hours later because. You being hungover in that in a hot no. cockpit and you're pulling G's, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way I could do that fucking after blacking out the night before. Ask Biff. See how see how that works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he knows. <laughs> that guy, like that guy is so much fun. Like I was thinking yes, about is. him the other day because we were on the middle fork uh what la- the year before last. With yeah, I was 19. And he's Dude. got a nice sailboat sitting down in Coronado now, now that he wants all of us to go uh, check oh, yeah? out Catalina Island. I'm not going to fall for that again. <laughs> <laughs> Fool me once, bro. <laughs> uh, you know what I yeah, mean? The most amazing experience going there. I can't wait for you. He's gonna, we're going to bring the jet out here for you guys. Uh, and then we'll, we'll eventually get you, you yeah. somewhere, Evan, so you can go and, and get addicted just like I have. Uh, but, you know, he, he flew it up so we could do the flyover for the grand opening of the Clarksville yeah. store. Well, and I think that, you know, there's a nonprofit side of that too, right? Yes. Which is what the big thing that you're working on. So yeah. it's uh, it, kind of unpack that. So, so it's the Top Gun Fighter Foundation and um, the, the, the nonprofit in, in itself is going to serve as a, as a vehicle for us to raise funds for um, these other nonprofits that, that directly lead to treatment of veterans. So mm-hmm. what we will do is we will, we will offer the fighter experience, which oh, yeah. we're in full construction uh, in the hangar of the briefing room, the fighter bar, the everything. So That's when cool. you show up, you get your flight suit, you get a helmet that That's you cool. get to That's take cool. home. Like that's painted and everything. And then there's a full briefing with a mission. You're in scenario and you go up with, a, a, a wounded ground guy that gets to experience this with you at the same time. And you guys go complete a mission. Once the mission's complete, then we debrief, you get your call sign, you get your mug added to the bar, you know, because you're always allowed back into the, yeah. the, the fighter squadron, which is called the fifth fighter experience squadron. And I'll, I'll, I'll have ways on here, you know, we'll do a whole show to explain yeah. it. But, but the whole thing is, is we're going to use this, as the okay, hey, if boot campaign is having a fundraiser, we will show up and offer the package right. as a bid item, and then we'll we'll slide our op cost, you know, because we're going to operate this thing at a at a, at a zero percent, you know, so we're only paying for operation costs, right. and the rest that that we that we sell for that package goes directly to the treatment or, or to, awesome. the, to the nonprofit. Yeah. So it's just another thing for nonprofits like That's the cool. BRCC fund or right. boot campaign or vets, veterans experimenting treatment solutions. They use us to come and help them raise a higher ticket. Yeah, item we, or should, something like that. we should auction one off and then also open one up for a coffee club member. 100%. Do that for one yeah. of the monthly so, giveaways. Uh, I, I have, have joined um, Wiz uh, in the starting capital of the, uh, the whole thing and we helped him purchase the second L39. So you now are going on your joint mission. Uh, we picked that up on the 5th of July. That's cool. That's super cool. Yeah, that's... Uh, I mean, it, it sounds amazing. Like, honestly, I, I want to go up. I wanted to go up that day, but unfortunately... I, I wanted you to so bad because I just dude. wanted to see that smile on your face when you <laughs> got like, back. Like, I want to do it again! Yeah, yeah. 
because he he kept he kept rolling in on that river to our south because in the river when there's nothing below you you essentially right. can fly That's pretty well. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, that is fucking crazy. Because I I've been trying to think about I started my pilot's license several years ago because I wanted to learn how to fly a super cub. So I started like with a super cub. I got like 20 hours in and uh, got distracted by life and financially not capable of completing. But I'll come back to it because like the Alaska trip, it it reinvigorated my need to try to do this with those big yeah. tundra tires. You know, I, I, I've actually been talking to Cash, the guy that we were working oh, yeah. with. So yeah, I've been talking with him. So he's trying to trying to find me a decent plane up there that is not going to break the bank. And That's awesome. Like, I met so with like Flamer yesterday to just talk about a training program that just right. keeps me, keeps me going. Yeah. Because that, that, that 10 hours really, really helped with the communication standpoint right. of just listening to him interface with all the, the air traffic, like mm-hmm. that kind of clicked the light switch for me to understand it. It's like, okay, that repetition got it for me. So right. now I'm like, all right, let's go. That's super cool. Like I, it, it looks awesome. <laughs> I cannot like, wait for you guys so, to go up. Did you say that's 460? So did you say that's 460 knots? Four, it can do 480 safely. Um, oh, wow. We, okay. But but below 10,000 feet, there's a speed limit. You can only go 250. You can only go 250? Yeah. So the speed limit in the sky. What is that miles per hour? What's your uh, knots to miles per hour? One knots. Yeah. So it's probably... So it's 1.2 mile, miles per hour. 185 and 300. Don't okay. go over 500 miles an hour. Easy. Yeah, got it. So is it 1.2? Is that the conversion from knots to miles per hour? Sure, I yeah. think so. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, 287 yeah. miles 1. an 2. hour. 1.2. Okay, 1.2. All right. Yeah. So yeah. got it. So it's it's well over 500. So that's that's crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, think, think, well, think well, about that. Funny. Like, so you could you can get from like east coast to west coast. So you're doing 500 miles an hour, right? Yeah. So you could go from Seattle to Florida. Mm. Well, what? Two hours? No, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be four six. hours. Four or six. 500. Yeah, yeah. it's 500. Well, so 3, well I mean, just, just as a, as a thing, like it, we left Fort Lauderdale at 8 a.m., refueled twice, had a dog fight, and landed by 2 p.m. in, in Clarksville, Tennessee. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we have another grand opening firing up. Uh, yeah, what is that? Saturday. Uh, Saturday. We got a couple actually. We've got we've got two right around the corner. Uh, uh, we, is it Saturday and Sunday? Is that right? No, I thought it was uh, Friday, Friday and Saturday. Saturday. Friday, so, Saturday. Oklahoma. Yeah. More Oklahoma is the eleventh mm-hmm. June. Our Fort Worth location is on the twelfth of June. Okay. So bang, bang, two bang, back bang. to back. More Oklahoma. Uh, and then Roof Snow is, uh, is the other one. And that's in the, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So we've got two. Stay tuned. Those are going to be posted on social media as far as where we're going to be. Kind of the, the outline of festivities. Last time we had axe throwing. Uh, we were giving away mugs. And the other thing is... is I So... And these grand openings for every one of these stores, the first 1,000 customers get a numbered coin. Uh, I think people would have probably driven 
four hours to understand that if they would have known that. So it's a number. We had quite a few people that yeah. drove, drove four and hours. The first, uh, the first fifty people get free coffee for a year. So the first fifty people that come through, that's get, a long time. That's a lot of dude, coffee. That's a lot of coffee. They get a numbered coin, and then they get free coffee for a year. Uh, so first thousand people, you're going to get a coin. The first fifty, you're you're going to get free coffee for a year. So it's worth <laughs> yeah. showing up. It's it's that's so cool. That coin too, man, is so good. Like it's yeah, it was like awesome. I, I didn't. Like that's the thing is like I hate small dinky little coins. So I've got these. The, the all the other ones are like big, heavy, cool. Uh, I you know I've designed every one of them. So if you guys show out to these grand openings, just know that's what you're going to get if you show up. Uh, so show up and get a coin, get free coffee yeah, for a year, awesome. and we'll be there. Like, You'll be yeah. there. Right? We'll yeah. be there. Yeah, meeting uh, meeting with Brantley Gilbert on Friday. Nice. Do some country music stuff. Oh yeah, Brantley Saturday, Gilbert. having our fun. Saturday, launching a new shop. Uh, then we go. What was our theme inside Dallas's store? Still working it. Yeah, it's it's it has to be historically significant to the yeah. Dallas Fort Worth area. So I've got uh, some history over there that I can I can introduce you to. You know, I, they they. Tom figured that like the assassination of Kennedy wasn't a good theme. Oh, was like, okay. That's say. weird. <laughs> yeah, well, it seems the, weird to the, me. The, the Spads, uh, the Spads are over there. They're the F-16 squadron that's really, really good at close air support that covered probably you and me in 2007. Mm. They were they were above for almost seven, eight months or something like that. They're they are Fort Worth natives. There's a lot of history in that. In that, the the Spads, I believe, were P51s in World War II. So there's some cool That's stuff cool. there with them. Yeah, um, yeah um, we got to yeah. put a Mustang on the wall. That's yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good idea. Uh, I've got like roughnecks. So I've got petroleum and military. So it's like cowboys, roughnecks, and military. So it's yeah. all kind of that history. Uh, Dallas is an interesting history. So every one of these cities, I've had to go down the rabbit hole within. The individual cities and kind of do a little bit of research, not a ton. Just well, like, the cool thing hey, about that fighter squadron is it's Air National Guard, so all those pilots are Dallas natives or Texas yeah. natives that right. have have another job in Texas. That all you know, um, Wiz, my my guy was actually operating the the Navy Reserve F eighteen Hornet squadron out of there when nine eleven hit. So he mm. he rushed to the gate and stood alert, right. literally hours after after 9-11 happened, was lit, sitting in the jet on the tarmac, like possibly getting launched to go shoot down. He was he was yeah. about to work for American Airlines, one of his buddies, because his guard buddies all fly for right. American because it's the American hub out there. Yeah. So it's like, he said it was, it was the craziest, shittiest feeling. He's sitting in his Hornet on 9-11 on the end of the runway. And if they launch him, he's going to shoot down one of his friends. It's crazy, dude. What? Yeah, it's How fucking wild. Is that what? <laughs> because yeah. once once they once it hit the Pentagon, they were like, everybody better get down. If you're not landed, then you're yeah. you're, com you're for, compromised, yeah. and we're taking you out. Yeah, and and that I mean, you think about it, it's a hard it's it's a hard thing to think about, but it absolutely makes sense because when you start running those big 
fucking planes into buildings. Obviously, we saw exactly what that would happen. That would be a horrible situation to be in. My fear is the next attack is going to be a drone attack. Mm. I, I don't know. I'm like, have you seen the new uh, Olympus Has Fallen where it's got like thousands of mini drones that are all yeah. computer controlled that just have explosives on them? No, I don't. It's fucking terrifying. It's like, oh God, that's real. <laughs> but hey, uh, did, did you guys did you guys watch? Have the, has the Pentagon released all their UFO information yet? Do they? Have so. no. you guys been following that? No. They haven't. No. Wasn't that supposed to happen this month? I think so. Yeah. yeah Later I think this that's month. Supposed to happen this month. So I'm I'm super curious as to what that's gonna what that information is going to yield us. Who knows? Right. Probably nothing that we have already <laughs> already seen before. I think that we have. Uh, this is my, my two cents on this UFO thing. I think this is an advanced information operations war that we're running against our, uh, against our enemies. I think, I think what we're doing is we're putting out enough information about these things. And, to make them think we have a secret weapon. Well, I, I mean, I, I would love to be in that meeting and say, hey, have you seen the footage of our new capability? Yeah, this is what we're putting out in the news, but this is ours. Would you like to see some insider? Right, that's something you can't protect against. So maybe you should play a little bit, play a little bit nicer. You know, yeah. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't be developing, you know, pandemics and putting them into the world. Like yeah, that. I just wonder if the government is capable enough to be able to do something like that. I hope I don't they know. have they have I a lot of capable people now. Whether or not they're pr- permitted the movie, by the fucking idiots that run for office, yeah. that's a the difference. movie Awakened. Though is a really good example of what probably will happen is, you know, we're, we're making progress with the aliens that came out and then China was just like, we're going to destroy it. And then that's good. (laughs) (laughs) And they fuck it up for all of us. Well, did you see that? We put that story out on coffee or die yesterday. The air force started making flying saucers back in the fifties. Yeah, they did. And I can't imagine they've stopped developing that technology. No, they have. They absolutely have. They, They have. Like, I wouldn't worry about that. And we definitely don't have, you know, because if you think about the, the, the planes can outfly the human capability at this point, right? Yes, That's what we were 100%. talking to the Raptor. They've been able to since the 60s. Or yeah, if not so if you, if you think about it, now, if just taking that advanced technology and applying it to a computer system that doesn't have the human limitations, like we've had to have been doing that for at least 20 years. I mean, we're the fucking country that put people on the moon. I, I, I don't think it's a stretch for us to think about having drones that can honestly defy what we know is physics. Yeah, that and is true. Because it, you, you, dr- you drastically decrease the weight requirement and you increase the maneuverability by just removing the human application. Or if we developed some sort of anti-gravity machine inside the cockpit where you pressurized and took away gravity effects, yeah. now you're able to perform yeah. at a much higher level. It, it, and these are and these are in American airspace. So the other thing that I keep thinking about is, of course, there wouldn't be a. It, of course, if you're a, if you're a Navy pilot or if you're an Air Force pilot, Army pilot, whatever that might be, if we're using these things within our airspace because we want to control the airspace and we also don't want other people to see them, right? We wouldn't allow everybody to understand, nor would they have access to the information. We would just allow them to, uh, your, your regular pilot would be like, that's a fucking alien ship. Yeah. Because there's no way that you would, 100%. you would disclose the information to the program. 
you would be utilizing American airspace. And of course, you'd want to try to run uh, a covert and overt test with your own military before you ever expose this technology. Because if one of these things lands, this is the situation I'm going to give you guys, which is one of these things crash lands somewhere in a foreign country, now they have access to the technology, yeah, right. right? If it crash lands in the United States over, you know, one of the, the yeah, areas that we, we can control, shut it off, take it, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah we, if you we saw send China out a just sub, launched a new bomber that is the copy of the B-2. They just copied yeah. it. That's great. I think it's amazing. I think they should definitely be copying our technology that we were putting out 30 or 40 years ago. That's, that's <laughs> good for them. You guys are, you, you know... Uh, Evan, have you watched the the documentary? Now it's going to just copy us on on you know. Yeah, have you watched the documentary? Uh, Phenomenon. I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of documentaries. Hoffman, looked that up. That it's the it's the new UFO documentary. I think it's called Phenomenon. I haven't seen it, but it it kind of recaps all the UFO sightings over the last five decades. And I'm a little skeptical that the government is behind any of this, just because one, we started communicating with Russia. Russia, I would believe it was in the 70s or shortly after the wall fell. They basically opened up all of the information they had about UFO sightings in their country. And much that was happening in some of the nuclear testing facilities in the US, these UFOs would all show up to these facilities and they would essentially manipulate their command and controls. So they would like turn on the, the missiles and then shut them all down. Wow. It's wild. You guys have to watch that documentary. Man, phenomenon? I'm in. I'm in. The, the phenomenon. phenomenon. Okay. Well, shit, fellas. Yeah, that was great. Uh, yeah. It is, yeah, we, we've been at it for an hour and a half. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Check us out. And uh, Roof Snow is the location in Fort Worth. We'll be up there. More Oklahoma. Two grand openings coming up right away. Next episode, hopefully we'll have Matt Best on. We'll recap our bear adventure. We keep mm. telling you the next one, the next eventually, one, the next one. Yes. But eventually we will get our shit together and put it out. Bye.